This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, April 23rd. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my co-host of nearly eight years and two 1,000 shows of BYUSN, Jerem Jordan. Look at all these balloons and stuff. We even have a cake over here. We even have a cake. For goodness sake, let's eat some cake. It's not a big deal unless there is food and specifically a cake. Yeah, this is way bigger than the 1,000th episode. Um, Shout out to all the haters who didn't think we could do this. It was like nobody. Everyone was like, (laughs) what is this show? What is it? Some people still don't even know what it is. But, uh, no, this has been a fun run. I was just telling my almost eight-year-old daughter, I was like, you were a couple months old when this started. Now look at you. She's like, I'm really tall now. I'm like, yes. well, you're probably average for a second grader. but You are. Yeah. So, no, great show uh, lined up. We're very excited about it. Um, we're going to be saying this throughout the show, but it's been a really fun run, obviously for us, hopefully for you. Uh, but honestly, we just ride the wave. Like, this happens with men's volleyball. People are like, oh, we love the rug. I'm like, listen, BYU's good. So then we just ride that wave And it's fun to be a part of for us. I was on a relatively late night drive home from Salt Lake City uh, about, oh, I don't know, less than 12 hours ago. And just thinking about everything that led up to the inception of the show and how it has evolved over time. How awesome it was that other hosts didn't work out and we got this gig. (laughs) That's true. A lot of pieces had to fall into the proper places for this to be here. But what a ride. Here we are, 2,000 shows. Yeah, let's have at least uh, two more episodes, which is very exciting. Yes. Let's get at least through next Tuesday. Well, let's get to at least 2021, right, for obvious See, reasons. Now, here's the thing. Everyone has congratulated us on the 2,000th episode. We have to finish the show for this to be the 2,000th yes. episode. Yes. You know so what I mean? Congratulations like, like what on getting if, two minutes into the like, show. Like, what if we don't even complete this show? We didn't get to it. So <laughs> I think there's an assumption here. We have an epic lineup for show 2,000 that we hope we complete. Yeah including Pro Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP, Steve Young back on the program. It wouldn't be right if Steve Young wasn't a part of Show 2000. And the Swag Master joins us from Detroit. His new NFL home, Jamal Williams, is on the show. Steve Young, Jamal Williams, plus a look back at some of our favorite memories in almost eight years of shows. But first... We've got to keep a tradition and bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Zach Wilson talked to former Jets quarterbacks about playing in New York, according to John Beck, who spoke with the NFL Network. Wilson has chatted with Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, Josh McCown. Info draft next Thursday night. Yeah, how about that? Less than a week away. The NCAA has voted to change the overtime rules in college football. Teams will be required to attempt a two-point conversion in the second overtime period, used to be the third, now it's the second, if a game enters a third overtime, teams will alternate two-point conversion attempts until a winner is determined. No starting at the 25 in the third overtime. You just go two-point conversions until somebody is successful or not successful. Interesting. They will not alternate, again, possessions from the 25-yard line in the third overtime This is to speed up the game, new dynamic. 
I don't know how I feel about it, but hey, it's something new to talk about. That's for sure. Does the game need to be sped up in overtime? It's already short. Number two, BYU men's volleyball plays number nine Grand Canyon tonight in the Smith Fieldhouse MPSF semifinals. You can watch it at 9 Eastern on Flow Volleyball with Steve Vale, myself, and our crew. Cougars won three of four against the Lopes this season. BYU women's volleyball had a massive Thursday, adding two impact transfers, including Kenzie Kerber from Utah, a three-time All-American, and Gretchen Reinert from Santa Clara. Kerber, not just All-American, it's like honorable mention. We're talking three-time ABCA All-American and a four-year starter at Utah and was just on a team that was probably the best ever at Utah in volleyball at a disappointing finish in the tournament, but they were a great team. Yeah, not anymore without her. Reiner, two-year <laughs> starter for Santa Clara. Both players will be eligible to play immediately for yeah. BYU in the fall. That's incredible, right? That's an incredible add to an already good program. So Kate Grimmer and, you know, another weapon at opposite. That's and amazing. And they bring back Heather Knighting from her mission, who was an All-American as a freshman. Top Joining 10? Maddie Allen. Top 10, top Whitney 5? Bauer. Let's go. Taylor Ballard-Nixon. It's, it's going to be fun. Women's golf is in first place at the WCC Championships after round one, shooting 5-0 over. Alicia May Mateo leads the tournament at two under. Second round teed off about an hour ago. BYU's two over, has the lead over Gonzaga, and Mateo continues to be in first place in the second round early on so far. BYU baseball does not have a lead over Gonzaga. They took a lopsided loss last night to the Zags in Spokane 12-1. The first place Zags are rolling right now through the West Coast Conference. Cole Gamble drove in the Cougars' lone run in that loss. Game two of the three-game set goes down tonight. Softball takes its 13-game win streak into tonight's doubleheader with San Diego. You can watch the doubleheader on the BYU TV app starting at 7 Eastern time. The Robison invite continues for track and field. BYU's Dallin Vorkin won the decathlon yesterday. Congratulations. And women's tennis includes the regular season, hosting number six Pepperdine today on Senior Day. 2,791 days ago, to be exact. Just two days following BYU's tough loss against the University of Virginia in college football in that epic downpour in Charlottesville, 1916. A much younger Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. They were thinner, too. And thinner Spencer <laughs> Linton and Jerem Jordan hit the airwaves of BYU Radio for the first time on a radio-only show called BYU Sports Nation. Six months later, we launched the show for the first time on TV as a simulcast to an audience at the West Coast Conference Tournament. We've had some fun moments, some sad moments, some emotional moments, some real highs. It's been an amazing journey. Here's a look back at the first 2,000 episodes of BYU Sports Nation. We're doing it live, and we're in Vegas. Today marks the 134th broadcast of the show on BYU Radio, but the first day we're live on both the radio and BYU TV. So it begins. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to look amazing. I'm uh, the last airbender. <laughs> I, look like, I look like Nashif now. <laughs> we now reveal the time uh, of, of today. Okay, the first run. We're watching it. This is run number one. Run, you three, slow piece four, of junk. Run! 5.35. Okay. I'm disappointed. I'm well, stop bro nut- hugs. It's a man hug. We man yeah. hug. During the break. And we'll kiss. Nope. <laughs> On the cheeks, though. Oh, okay. On the cheeks. That's all. I heard he came in and asked, hey, can I have one of those? And you said, oh, I'm sorry. I think those are only for the talent. Taysom Hill is incredibly competitive. 
She's unstoppable. It's okay, man. She got me like 20 seconds in. Corbin with the spin move. And Corbin is the winner, proving he is the best athlete in the house. Uh, check that. Second best athlete in the house. What's up, Mark? Coach. What's this BYU Sports Nation karma? Ah, uh, yes. Strong stuff. I thought it sounded a little. September 10th, 2015. Busy Phillips is a guest on the show. Eight hours later, 87th minute, tie game against Utah State. On a free kick near midfield makes the game-winning goal. Probably just a coincidence. Oh, just superstition. So, you know I've got some room in my schedule. Pretty busy, coach. Robinson deep well. down the left field line. And this game is tied up. When did the BYU Sports Nation karma start? Scholars have researched this for a long time. Our best answer to this is in the Big Bang. Halford. It's a red-hot start, and it's 7-6. 26 for Halford. Like, no question about it. Like, when that happened, I knew that the karma was a very real thing. There's a Santa Claus, and there's BYU Sports Nation karma. No doubt. Party in the city where the heat is on. It's game day. That's exactly right. In Miami. Next on a bowl game day edition of BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars and Utes finally renew their rivalry, the must-watch matchups. He'll roll right, lets it go, finds his guy, touchdown! You know, I'm wide open over here. If John sees me, then he can chuck it over here. A schoolyard thing of just, hey, Try to get open and I, if I can find you, I'll find you. And it worked. BYU Sports Nation live from San Diego hey, hey, yeah. in Radio Woo. Vision. BYU Sports Nation live from the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a little bit warmer today. Oh, it's five degrees warmer. It's 41. <laughs> Beat Utah! There you go! <laughs> Jared Jordan into the pool. We are live from California, Corona to be exact. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan doing BYU Sports Nation two-hour special Saturday edition from the BYU Fan Fest live from Nashville, Tennessee. Look at, Look at this. We are in Tennessee, and this is the reception BYU gets. Unbelievable. My coaching soul said it was time. Time to be done. Mark Pope, new men's basketball head coach. He returns to BYU after four years as the man in charge at Utah Valley University. In all honesty, the reason I took this job was because I knew I would get to come on here with you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the special live edition of the afternoon BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton will join me momentarily. I am Jerem Jordan. Bronco Mendenhall has left BYU to become the new head coach at the University of Virginia. It's great to be back. I've um, enjoyed my journey the last 15 years, and it's great to be back home. We have just received a bit of breaking news. Uh, the Salt Lake Tribune reporting that legendary BYU Cougars football coach Lavelle Edwards has passed away. Wow. That <laughs> caught me off guard. More than anything, he saw more in me than I saw in myself. Coach Edwards' greatest victory was how he touched the lives of, of his players. An incredible display of how one man can change the lives of so many people for the better. My dad picked me up after school. I can still f smell, see, 
hear the the on the on the radio is big big girls don't cry. And I'm like, yeah, big boys do. <laughs> All of a sudden, by doing this, you bring yourself to a place where people can feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. I, I think I really enjoy that. I think that's fun. You can make it there. Uh, you have the great platform to do some phenomenal things. And by the way, he's going to get a Super Bowl ring this year. So that's kind of cool, <laughs> yeah. too. To have people text you and say, you know, Super Bowl champ, you know, it's just, it's something you'll never forget. Blue 42. Was that the real Ty Demmer? Yes. No. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Cover two. Was that the real Ty? <laughs> Avocado. as <That's> Ty. <laughs> Hunting and fishing. Was that... That, that was Jerem again. <laughs> okay. Who's the team, Jerem? And the team is... Croatia! Croatia! Croatia. BYU Sports Nation <laughs> Karma. In overdrive yesterday. Incredible. Croatia beats England in the World Cup semifinal in extra time. If you're watching on BYU TV, you may have noticed that we have some new hardware in Studio B, a Division I National Championship trophy. At least for the moment. We've got new hats, too. We got new hats. Those are nice, too. They're not as nice as this, but they're really nice. More and more people are like, no, you guys dominated. And it was just like. It was unreal. It's a super surreal experience. He's Ernesto de la Cruz. From Coco. Fantastic. Yes. Like, show me a better costume today. Not- <laughs> and he's in to, character. He's here to grant wishes in Studio B. Sports Nation, you ain't never had a friend like me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it is Eric from Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, the my gosh. Tom Homo. Is it actually Aaron Eckhart, Two-Face? Season 2 of Stranger Things came out today. But what are we doing in the buyer's house, and why are we wearing their clothes? Whoa, Whoa. why are the lights flickering? What's going on? What's going on? It's dark and cold. (laughs) Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, ran out of time. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time, bro. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Guys, they gave it it to Jimmer. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? Hello, Dennis. Dennis, what what are you doing here? I hope you're happy, Jerem. Now my kid's day is ruined. Dennis's kids, Jimmer was better than your dad. This is a new era in BYU Sports Nation. We're stepping this thing up. We're doing it right. Jerem's (laughs) gone. You know, as a matter of fact, we're not mentioning Jerem's name anymore. Sorry to Jerem Jordan. We we ran out of time for you and probably forever. You no longer have time on the show. I have time. Mel Kuyper has not wanted to do the trades in his mocks. You finally convinced him, which is really fun, right? Because of what you said. For 15 years. <laughs> Just 15 years. Jeez. And we talk about a guy that is best friends with Dave Portnoy, and, and you put up with Mel Kuyper. So <laughs> th- thanks for being with us today. i got a lot of headaches in my life. <laughs> Some offenses are going to be different than BYU because they'll you know put more on the quarterback as far as you know protections or mic IDs or flipping things around or audibles at the line of scrimmage. And then there, you know, there's NFL teams that are also very basic and, and don't do that stuff. My dad does a good job of telling me I'm not so great. You know, he's the one that he's the one that pulls it back for sure. You know, he was the first one when I was like, "Hey, what'd you think of the pro days?" It was all right. Yeah, it could have been better. <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be a top five pick or I didn't know if it was going to be undrafted free agent, but I always thought I was going to get a chance. TJ open for three and the win. He got it. He got it. TJ Haas. And remember when TJ's teammate Yoli Childs promised a special season? Well, this team delivered. Ah, yes, the Lego is a perfect way to end that. Some fun moments, man. Uh, it, one of the one of the best things is uh, getting out on the road and being with Cougar Nation. Like 
Because we know that, obviously, there's a Utah contingent, but there's a contingent all over the country and, frankly, the world. Um, so we're, we're, just, we're just a vehicle for the fandom that you have, that we have of BYU Sports. So it's been a, a really fun ride so far. It is quite literal. BYU Sports Nation. Coast to coast. Miami, Nashville, California, Las Vegas. Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, so many emotions watching that. It just yeah. A lot has transpired and uh, coaching changes. Um, the passing of Lavelle, of Lavelle where it's just incredible stuff. Yeah. Okay, coming up, Jamal Williams joins us. Two dudes he is called a middle-aged vanilla man. <laughs> as does Steve Young. Would he qualify as a middle-aged vanilla man? I'm going to leave that to Jamal. Okay. We're doing it big on episode 2000 of BYU Sports Nation. Don't go anywhere. Steve Young next. Hey, Jeremy Spencer. Congratulations on your 2000 Sports Nation show coming up Friday. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much. And on behalf of all of Cougar Nation, it's an incredible conduit that we have with Sports Nation to get out all the sports news, uh, personalities, and everything having to do with BYU in general sports out to the country, the nation, and the world. Thank you again. Go Cougs! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 2,000! 2,000! 2,000 episodes! Seriously, congratulations, Jerem and Spence and Jason and Ben and the entire BYU TV Sports Nation crew for 2,000! episodes we want some more we got to get some more hey (laughs) (laughs) we are live in studio b for episode two thousand we were gonna get some more hey of byu sports nation i am spencer linton alongside jaron jordan hey steve young has given us uh, a number of memorable moments over the past seven years including you just heard it calling the shot for Kyle Van Noy earning his first Super Bowl ring in New England. We had a chance to talk to Steve about uh, the 2000th episode milestone and much more, including Zach Wilson. Here's our conversation with Steve on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Steve, I can't think of a better way to celebrate 2000 episodes of this show than with the guy who quarterback what I believe is the greatest BYU football team in history. So let's just start the controversy right there. Let's go, man. What is the, what what is controversial about that? <laughs> I mean, what do you want to? I mean, eighty four wants to come up and start to say eighty three. I mean, it's done. It's, it's over. We, it's, I'm, with, it's, I'm with that's you. A, that's locked in the vault. But whenever you guys have a big moment, you seem to call me, which I really appreciate. It makes me feel important. But two thousand is a big number. I mean, two thousand. I didn't have two thousand touchdowns. I didn't have two thousand. Luckily, I didn't have two thousand interceptions. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I was thinking about my first two thousand dollars. I made in my my Greenwich Times paper route. That was probably. The, <laughs> I, I, uh, what else did I do? Two thousand two. I I got married at thirty eight. Probably two thousand dates. I didn't have a celebration for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should have celebrated that. Hey, one. did you cash those paper route checks? Because you didn't cash some of the first professional checks. I collected right? all. I, I collected every dime. I didn't spend a dime, and I and. Uh, uh, I was probably, I've been pro maybe four or five years. And I remembered that my dad had pooled all the money in an account of his and I'd forgotten about it. 
And I said, hey, dad, by the way, you know, you might think I have forgotten about this. <laughs> but uh, as you taught me, we count each dime. Where's my money? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Grit. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> It had to go back into the account, but a gl- classic grit. He had it all accounted for, uh-huh. and he had it to the dollar. And I want to say it was ten thousand four hundred fifty-three dollars. Hey, that's and nice I mean, I, gri- I mean, that was I. Re- I had every dollar I I made since I was six years old. I put in that little account, and so uh, um, that was pretty cool. And my son, my oldest son, he had done the same thing. You know, he's at school at, um, at music theater school in New York. And he knows he's going to be waiting tables trying to get on Broadway. And he's like, I need passive passive income, Dad. I'm like, what do you know about that? <laughs> and uh, he wants to, he's like, I have, have $10,000 and I want to pool it with you and we can go into a 50-50. And so he's he's a little businessman too. So yeah, he's, awesome. I, he was more business oriented than me. I just wanted the money, you know. <laughs> In the end, that's what we all want. Yes, yeah. I love it. Steve Young with us on episode 2000 of BYU Sports Nation. We're still trying to wrap our minds around actually 2,000 episodes. Can you believe they let two goofballs like us do 2,000 episodes? I, I, you know, I know. We give. Well, I always shout out to Kiki Solano too because she's part of the action as well. But totally. uh, you guys are amazing, and it, it it's you know you 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 don't you probably because it's 2,000 you lose track of why it's 2,000 you know and what you do for so many of us out here uh, kind of needing that BYU fix every day and. Not only that, but it has to be entertaining. It has to feel authentic. It has to feel like you guys are, uh, you know, not just faking it. And and I just give you a lot of kudos for how you do it. And the truth is, when we join the Pac-12 or the Big 12, and they have to use the BYU networks to kind of help them in their in the you know, you guys are going to go big time. Like it's not just going to be you know, when, when we get it done and you guys go big and it's worldwide. Just remember me, all right? I know you guys will tend to forget. <laughs> We'll the little like, people. Steve so. who? What? Oh, Steve Young. Yeah. We, yeah, what? yeah. what? 2001? <laughs> that, was... that was so long ago. Yeah. yeah no one right. cares about that. Yeah, right. Okay, well, enough about us, and you're very uh, flattered. We're flattered by that. Okay, Zach Wilson. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. You were featured uh, a couple nights ago on uh, QB21 with uh, Kirk Herbstreit talking with Zach, which was fun. Um, Zach Wilson looks like he's going to the Jets. Your Niners have moved up to three, so if the Jets, for whatever reason, get cold feet – it, it seems like the Niners would take him there. So what has this been like for you to see his ascension from uh, late ad in the recruiting process to a top five, top three, top two pick? You know, people, I think that's, if I had to, re, you know, to me, the 49ers moved to three in hopes of Zach. That's my opinion. Uh, and probably believe the Jets in the end would go for a more traditional uh, pick. Zach has come from uh, the independent school of BYU in the West. And there's a lot of people and it was a meteoric rise and a kind of a one big year, if you can think about it that way. Uh, But in that year, Zach did things that if you study it as my, my friend, Greg Knapp at the jets, he's the quarterback coach. He coached me at the 49ers and I love Greg. And he, you know, we were talking earlier in the year as he studied Zach and he's like, I can't believe some of the things he does. And, and that is not necessarily a physical trait. It's not necessarily something that as, you know, a layman watching the game would go, oh my gosh, it's the little tiny things that are really um, unheard of to be done by someone with that little experience. Uh, and I think that's why the excitement grew 
as coach NFL coaches started to watch the tape after the Super Bowl or whenever their seasons ended, and you noticed that it was like Zach had his meteoric rise in the NCA ranks and then some scouts around and people. But then it was when the coaches of NFL teams, that's when the, cause they, they augment the scouts work because the scout does his work and then the coaches have to, you know, that's the yeoman's work. And when the coaches started to do that, that's when February, you know, mid, remember in February, there's like, Holy cow. He's not, he's not the top half of the first round. He's in the top five. And then it was like the top two. And then it was like, you know what? I, I heard, an, I heard a number of people just say, look, if it was me, I'd take him over Trevor and be like, how is that possible? I mean, what are you talking about? That's nuts. But then you, you watch the film and, and what we saw, the little things that are not underappreciated. Um, you, you just, and that's why it's so hard to make sure that you, you're really seeing what you're seeing. And uh, Zach, has, Zach has a unique offering to the NFL, flat out. And there is incredible hope that he can repeat the kind of things he did in his junior year for 15 years in the NFL. And that's why, why he's where he is, is because they believe that what he did against Boise State and San Diego State and Houston and all others uh, is what he can do for the next 15 years in the NFL. Steve Young with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing Zach Wilson and his NFL prospects. Steve, if indeed Zach is the guy in New York, we heard you say on QB21 with Kirk Herbstreit that he's in the data and you like his attention to detail. You pointed out how Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and then we'll throw in Drew Brees. Those guys just got lost in the data and film review and they just, they're junkies for the game. Zach has those qualities. But is that enough to help him find success in a place like New York that has struggled so consistently over the past decade? Well, let's build a case for the Jets. Um, I mean, honestly, a year ago, if you said, what are the worst five places to be as a quarterback that would be on the list? Um, And there are more good places for quarterbacks today than there were 20, 30 years ago. I, you know, I always felt like there was maybe 10 really good spots for quarterbacks uh, to thrive. And in many ways, you would think that everyone would be great at it because that's how you thrive in the NFL. But you know, that's a whole other episode. That's episode 3000 we'll do on why the NFL is so, so backwards. But, uh, but there are more than 10 now that are good spots for quarterbacks to help them thrive. The Jets have never been one of them. But the changes in the last three or four months with um, Coach Salah. Salah is a defensive coordinator. Not my favorite head coaching kind of mindset. I like offensive minded. And I, you know, I can make a case for it. You can believe it or not, but I, I just think in, in history, especially in 2021, you want an offensive minded head coach, but he was in San Francisco. He he's been around Kyle and, and especially Mike Shanahan. They know the 49er. They understand now because the 49er way was lost for the 49ers for 10 years. Now it's back and it's back in spades. And in many ways, what they did to run to the Super Bowl and what they've done the last couple of years and how they built a locker room and how they built that sense of um, uh, collective purpose and partnership between coaches and players and all the things that are part of that 49er, you know, uh, a DNA is coach Sala has. And now they have offensive coordinator coach LaFleur who is at San Francisco and they have a line coach at San Francisco. They want to run the San Francisco offense. They're going to have some iterations. And I've talked to Greg Knapp about that, but, and then I have Greg Knapp. Greg is a, is a guy that I trust with quarterbacks. You know, if I had a son that played quarterback and Greg could coach them, I'd be like, you know what? He's going to be taken care of. It's not going to be easy. It's not, and it's not going to run. You know, it's like all of a sudden the Jets just go to the moon. 
But things are in place that if I was Mike Wilson, uh, Zach's dad, as I've told him many times, things are in place to get better and to give him a chance and to give him the support that he needs. And so that's really from where they were a year ago. That's best case scenario right now. You know, and Joe Douglas is a guy that has Super Bowl rings on his finger, the GM. And he's a kind of guy that if he's picking Zach with one year and all the things I just told you about why you wouldn't pick Zach, that just tells you that he's done the work. This is that Joe Douglas is not a, he is no one's fool. And that's why I think maybe the 49ers thought that Joe would pass on Zach because of that nature of who Joe is, that he wouldn't settle on Zach. And because he has, is a great compliment to what Zach has done not just on the field for BYU, but what he's done with the Jets in interviews and, and iterations with coaches because they put a lot of pressure on him. Give him a playbook the day before. You have 24 hours of study it. Now we're going to talk about it. And so into that original question you said was the, was the data, right? What was the, what are, do you have the aptitude for it? And I think that that's, and I said, I said to Zach, he was at my little golf tournament the other day that we do with the charity for forever young uh, foundation. And, grateful that he'd come by and we had a picture with Jim McMahon, Zach, myself, and Ty, Ty came by. And so it was a heck of a, heck of a, heck of a picture. And I told him it's your own fault. You know, if you go to the jets, it's your, it's, it's your fault. I mean, it's not, it's not like, you know, you know. Uh, and so I think that if you want to make a case for the jets, that's the best case I can make. And it's a case that I feel comfortable with. Uh, there is a West coast, even today, there's a West coast, East coast thinking, even around quarterbacks at times. An idea that the Jets have kind of totally in, ingratiated themselves to the 49er way with what they who they brought in as coaches is comforting to me. And so as I talked to Mike uh, Wilson, his dad, is like, I'm comforted by all that. And I think there's it gives it more of a chance. But they're still the Jets. They're still, you know, need to get a lot of more help. They've got some pieces. they got a tackle. they got, you know, they have a center. They have some defensive linemen. They have some, you know, guys around. But you've seen this happen in Cleveland. You've seen it happen in Buffalo. You've seen it happen in the with the Rams with with uh, Sean McVay. You know, you get a coach with a plan who understands all this stuff in 2021 and a quarterback that can that can make it happen. You can start to believe. So yeah. I'm gonna until further notice, I'm a believer. I've called the Jets uh, the 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 fat free Niners. <laughs> because of all the influence like you talked about. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Whether that's, that's fair. There you go. Uh, I did want to ask you this. So if you had come out and the USFL didn't exist and you were going to the NFL, would you have been a top five pick? Because it's McMahon and Ziggy as the highest picked BYU Cougars ever. Zach is going to become the highest drafted Cougar ever. But where were you probably going to go in that situation if, if it was NFL only? Well, Sam Weiss came out and worked me out that Cincinnati Bengals had the first pick. And then after that workout, he told me he was going to, they were going to take me. Mm. And, uh, and that's what they told Lee Steinberg, my agent. And that's when Don Klosterman came up from the LA express. He'd been with LA Rams and Sid Gilman and uh, John Hadel. And those are the three guys that came up to see me about the LA express. Um, and Kenny Anderson was the co- uh, quarterback at the time with the Bengals. And I didn't have a real sense that I wanted to go sit around and watch Kenny Anderson play, nor did I necessarily have a lot of affiliation with, well, you know, kind of making my career with the Bengals. And so I, I chose the LA express and, um, um, and I, you know, boomer size. And every time I see him, he, he curses me. He's like, look what you did to me. Cause then they chose boomer size in the second round that, that year. And, um, 
and he calls it the he calls it the Bermuda Triangle. He went to the for the Bengals, the Jets, and the oil. I think it was the Oilers. I can't remember where his third team was. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it backfired on me too because I went to the Al Express thinking I'm going to be coached by the greatest of all time, Sid Gilman, John Hadel. Gordon Hudson was going to join me from the from the from the Cougars. He was an All American. I had Gary Zimmerman, one of the best tackles in the draft. Now ended up being a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, you know. Uh, Kevin Nelson, guys from UCLA, uh, Jojo Townsell. I mean, we had a lot of fun young guys, and it was great football. The football was better in the LA Express, but then I didn't realize that the NFLPA would sell me out and negotiate the, something out. Like, I got something for it, but then they, they put all of us USFL guys into the supplemental draft. And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the first pick of the supplemental draft. And that's why I ended up in Tampa Bay. So I thought I was going to be able to go to the LA Express, come out a free agent and go anywhere that I wanted to. Mm. And so, um, but yeah, I was going to be the first pick of the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're still it. trying to find the creamsicle jersey for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the number eight and young on it. Like that, that's a hot commodity. That so would be good for the 3000. Yeah, exactly. I have, I, I have some and uh, they are, <laughs> you can believe it. The, the, the creamsicle jersey was back then they had the mesh jerseys. BYU had you know, it was yeah. a light mesh. You figured in Florida they would have the light creamsicle mesh. They must not have made that color. So they had this triple ply, almost like a blanket. It was a blanket jersey. And so we'd go out in Tampa to play the Bears, and we'd be where I'd be wearing this blanket. <laughs> It's like, how could it make it any harder? You know, it's like, it wasn't even pliable. It was kind of like it would fold over. Like you try to throw and you hear, you know, and I was like, anyway, we won't be, that'll be the 4,000. Yes. Line it up. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Okay, Steve, uh, just looking at matters of success, the Jets won two games last year. So if Zach's the guy, what is, a reasonable goal in terms of a win total that he and the Jets should shoot for that would show marked success in 2021? Well, the first thing is it's, it's not necessarily a win total. It's the threat. It's a predatory place, the NFL and, and, and everybody it's the smell test every week, you know, and players are the ultimate, right? Cause they, they prepare because they say, Oh, this is a big game or no, these guys are a joke. You know, like that's how players think about it. So you want to become a tough out. You want the locker room to kind of co- coalesce. Think about the 49ers right as, as Kyle Shanahan showed up and they were terrible. Um, he got he inherited a decent locker room, which I think the Jets have. And so as he built around it with a plan, you want that locker room to start to show itself early in the season. Like, wow, these guys are tough outs. Man, Zach is, I mean, he's, wow, he's as good as we thought. You know, and they're like one in four. That's fine. As long as the as the smell test says these guys are, do not do not kid yourself. You're playing the Jets. You better suit up, you know. And that's what you want about midseason is that that's how they because you don't know how things are going to break. You can have a lot of crappy stuff happen to you and be, you know, two and six and say, wow, that is the best two and six team I've seen. That's the key because in the long run, if Zach can play for 15 years and get better and better, now if they have some things break their way. There's no reason why they can't do what the 49ers did in 18 or 17 or the, what I can't remember the first year they kind of got going. Um, there's no reason why they can't do what the Cleveland Browns did the first year that the new coach came. Like they have that kind of capability. Um, and so that's, 
you know, that tops out at eight and eight, you know, that'd be phenomenal, right? I think it's, it's not impossible if things, if things kind of break, if I, if what I'm saying is true about what the 40, what the 49er light that you're talking about, um, I think they could, and Zach is, can do what, you know, if they, what he promised Joe Douglas, he would do. I can do what I showed you at BYU. I can do it at the NFL level. And uh, that'll be obviously really important. Yeah, we'll be watching with, uh, you know, great intensity this season. Okay, let's finish with this. So you took that photo, which is just an epic photo at uh, your foundation there uh, with Jim McMahon. Have you seen it? Oh, it, yeah. It's out. Zach put it out there. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, good. Right. So, so oh, Zach, Zach put it out there. Yeah, Zach put it out oh, there. good. Maybe yeah, he, he was great. You know what? That was the first time I actually I texted Zach for a couple of years. I talked to him a couple a few times. You know, I talked to his dad at length. It was the first time I met him. And I will tell you that walking in to that, you know, think about that. He's walking in with Jim McMahon sitting there and Ty Detmer and, you know, Tim Brown is sitting at the table and, you know, and he sits down. And what I loved about how he sat down, he sat down in a respectful way. Like you could see that he was, he had a sense of the moment, but he also didn't sit down and was afraid or didn't feel comfortable. And it was just, there was a, it's the way he plays. It's a peaceful kind of, you know, it's all good. And I just, I, I appreciated learning more about Zach in person. Uh, and, and now I know, you know, I have even more confidence that he'll be able to pull it off because those are not easy situations. Look, I've been, I'm older now. I can see human behavior and you can see people who are overwhelmed or that they're not ready for the, and I just, I mean, he's very natural. That's going to be, I was super excited for him. He told us that uh, we he said, what's the best advice Steve's given you? And he said, Steve said, I need to get better at golf. <laughs> Who, who, who? Was just, he's forgetting the 40 things I told him before that, that was the last thing I said <laughs> it's it's requisite that you be good at golf right like Robbie Bosco's just crushing it here in Provo whenever anyone plays Taysom Hill's pretty good apparently are you good I just threw up in my mouth a little bit because <laughs> uh, I'm sick of Robbie being good at golf uh, it's so mad. you know what the problem is is that Robbie played as a in high school as a kid it's cheating you can't play golf till you get to college you know, and then you pick up the clubs, you go out to Hobble Creek and you look terrible and you lose 10 balls, right? That's, that's part of the rite of passage. You don't, you don't get to, you know, just, you know, look smooth and easy. And that's Robbie, a smooth and easy golfer. It frustrates me. Same way in 1984 when I won the national championship. Oh, oh no, I didn't. I didn't uh, <laughs> I figured that enough time goes by. I told Robbie the other day. I go, Robbie, enough time goes by. They won't remember. I, I, I'm just going to claim the national champion. This is just so long. Ago. Like, oh, yeah. We'll start saying yeah, that and see how many people believe it. Yeah. Oh, you, you, won, right, you, that's why, you won the title in 83, Steve. You won the best team well, ever. You were the national champion in 83. Other than Gerald, Gerald McNeil is the only reason why, you know, whatever. Well, let's, not, let's not belabor it. I agree with you, but let's say that Robbie Bosco is the greatest BYU quarterback golfer in history, although Jim McMahon's close. Okay. I am frustrated lefty playing righty. Uh, Keith Clearwater, BYU golfer, late, night, late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Is I'm his I'm his lifetime project, mm. and uh, and uh, and I'm gonna beat Robbie. Okay, that's my, oh. that's my goal. I love it. Love it. I love it. Live on BYU, just like I did in '84. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna broadcast it. Celebrity golf tournament, BYU Sports Nation stuff. Going to Riverside. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve. Thanks so much for all you've done for the show. You've been a great support. Your fan devotion to BYU is uh, second to none. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Let's go. Let's do it. You guys are great.
Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Always fun to talk with Steve. He's the best man. He's the GOAT, man. Okay, coming up, what will be the biggest story in the next 2,000 episodes? Plus, the Swagmaster, Jamal Williams. Is he going to join us for episode 2,000? He's been a big part of the show. He started the show for us, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hello, BYU Sports Nation family. This is Sean Olstead, head coach of the men's volleyball team here at BYU. I just want to say congrats. Episode number 2000. That's big time. Congrats, Jerem, Spencer, Ben, and everybody involved over there. You guys are the best. Thank you for the support. And again, congrats on a wonderful accomplishment. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation, congratulations, 2,000 episodes, so proud of you, happy to be a part of them, looking forward to 2,000 more, go Cougs. Yes, indeed, Kalani, Wait, go is Cougs. Is he on vacation from that? Probably. He's at the water. You know, he's, he's that kind of guy, right? It doesn't matter. Can we go there, He'll give too? a shout-out. He's Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are so excited to welcome in our next guest on this 2,000th episode of BYU Sports Nation, the Swagmaster. Jamal Williams joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal! What's up, brother? What's going on, man? It's good to see you. What's, what's happening, my vanilla man? I've been missed y'all. Man. <laughs> it's been a yeah, minute. No gray yet. Look well, at y'all. They're, Still they're, got your hair. They're poking out, dude. Um, dude, you were the first guest on the show, by the way, uh, back in 2013. You were a sophomore. Yep. We had you, It was on the radio only. You just probably hopped on the what? phone and didn't know, even know who you were talking to, right? No idea. Just be talking. <laughs> <laughs> I can go with the flow. We needed, to, yeah. <laughs> we needed to have the very first guest of the show back on for episode 2000. And Are you in Detroit, by the way? Nah, I'm in AZ. Okay, so you're training you're, in Arizona. You're running up hills in the heat, right? That's right. That's right. You dang skippy I am. You know what I mean? You <laughs> run away from things and stuff. <laughs> And, and then a, a, a gaggle of geese of, of kids trying to catch up to you, right? That's But, you know, it's all fun, though. I'm having fun. You know, I love the warmness, you know. And thank goodness, Detroit is indoor stadium. So I'm good. <laughs> you go from the tundra of Lambeau, and I know you had an amazing experience and love that, um, to, yeah, mm-hmm. indoors. So that's different. But same division, so that should be interesting. Oh yeah, same division, everything. So at least I get to see, at least I get to play uh, against my friends, and you know we get to have some talks, a little mess to each other. I already been taking some of my former teammates just to let them know. I'm like, hey, take it easy on me. I'll take it easy on you. Let's <laughs> let's be friends somewhat. <laughs> doesn't it, doesn't it feel right? Do, yes. Doesn't it feel right for you, Jamal, to be back in blue, uh, a different shade of blue, but yeah. you're back in blue. Yes, I love being in blue, man. I missed it, honestly. I ain't gonna lie. I miss blue so much. But it feels good though. I'm I'm happy. I'm enjoying it. It's a new chapter in life. So really just can't wait to have some more fun, man. Hey, I love that you uh continue to rep the Y, not only through your personality and who you are, right? But uh you're you're repping it now. You had like that cougar hoodie, uh, you know, uh with Cosmo, I That's think. The onesie. The onesie, the onesie. right. Yeah, that's my only time I could be Cosmo. You know what I mean? That's, I would I would love to be the the what's the, what was it? I seen one? It was the other Cosmo. It was the, like he was like the Kryptonite Cosmo. I would love to be that one, honestly. 
You know, it'd be fun. Bye. You know, one of those dance routines with the congrats that goes viral, but all of a sudden the head pops yeah. off and it's you. Ooh. Oh, they would, but they would know it's me because I'm, I don't do good with choreographic stuff. I just feel it. So I, so I'll just be out there doing my own thing. They'll be like, oh yeah, that's just good for sure. That would be awesome. Jamal Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. My goodness, it has been way too long. Uh, before we uh, push more on to reminiscing, uh, we do want to ask you a little bit about your new position in Detroit. How do you feel that you fit in with your new squad, and what do you expect to do in your approaching season? Oh, I feel great. It's a great fit for me. Uh, I love, love how the coaches are, the players, everybody team-orientated, and really we just want to win. You know what I mean? Uh, we just want to start off the season and just get it. People don't know what this this year means to us. You know what I mean? And especially just having me and other players, and especially DC. I'm just glad I got a coach that want to fight kneecaps. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that was epic, man. And he showed up at pro day yeah. here to watch Zach Wilson and company, right? So maybe some BYU Cougars headed your way. Who knows? But final final question here. This is a Robert and I interview. Jamal, go fast, go hard, right? Um, what is uh-huh. What is Zach Wilson signing up for when he's getting to the NFL that maybe he doesn't know about right now? Um, I mean, I don't know. He probably got that. I think he probably got that Jenner for that type famous thing right now at, you know, in Utah. So, but I think he's just a, a smart kid. He know better. You know what I mean? Discipline. When you come to BYU, it makes it easier going into the world because you've been disciplined. Yo. It's like being babysit. <laughs> being kindergarten for like, Till you graduate, you know what I mean. Then when I get out of it and I get around the NFL, you know, other players, NFL players and stuff, and I just ask them, like, "Wow," I'm like, "Wow," y'all don't even know. They 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 try to make it seem like it's my fault. You know what I mean? They try to make it seem like my fault. Hold on, real quick. Let me let me go and close this door. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, it's all good, brother. Uh, so great to catch up with you, man. We cannot wait to watch you play for the Detroit Lions. We appreciate and love you, brother. Man. Hey, I'm about to be throwing up some. Uh, if you ever see this, that's my Y signal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jamal. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Y'all be good, my vanilla man. I love right. y'all. <laughs> Jamal Williams on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show up. There's how. no one like Jamal Williams. <laughs> no one. Coming up, today's Rise and Shoutout, which won't be as entertaining as what we just saw. Oh, and the biggest story in the next 2,000 episodes. Maybe it's that. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Hey, Spencer, Jerem, and the rest of the Sports Nation crew, congratulations on your 2000th episode. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for everything you do for the athletic program and especially the baseball program. It de- definitely means one thing. You guys are getting seriously old. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Hey, Sports Nation. Congratulations on many, many years of great success. I have this picture on my desk. The two greatest guys of all time. Hey, enjoy my time with you guys. What a great show, one of my favorite shows, and I'm sure a fan favorite. Congratulations. I'm glad to be a Cougar. We love you, Juddy. Thanks, Juddy. He's the best. <laughs> we, we gave him that as a joke, but it's still there. He still got it on his desk. Not, well, not a joke, like, but we didn't think it'd last that long. That picture's from a long time ago. <laughs>
Thanks, Jenny. This has, yes. this has been a very Good memorable, job. fun show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. This segment presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Just one question, Jerem. What will be the biggest BYU athletic story in the next 2,000 episodes of BYU Sports Nation? The BYU beats Utah in football. That will be hopefully the big story. Okay, so it's almost eight years. BYU will join a Power Five conference. I hope. I don't see it, but I hope. You know. Okay, coming up, who gets the Elite Voice of the Day? Ooh, on Show 2000. And a special co-host with me coming up on Monday. Uh-huh. And our rising shout-outs for Episode 2000. Don't go anywhere. It's Coach Taylor, cross-country and track and field. I just wanted to congratulate you guys on your 2000th show. Hey, this is Guard Young, head coach of the gymnastics team here at the NCAA National Championships. And I want to wish everyone at Sports Nation congratulations on your 2000th episode. Unbelievable. High marks there. You guys do such a great job. I can't wait for your, your number 3000. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Congrats, Jerem and Spencer, on your 2000th episode. We're super stoked and grateful to be a part of BYU TV Sports Nation. Congrats. Good job. Go Cougs. Let's go. The show always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Our question of the day, what's your favorite BYUSN moment from the first 2,000 episodes? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Tasha Lynn 19 said, it'd be hard to beat Jerem getting his head shaved on air. May or may not still have that episode saved on my DVR for when I need a good laugh. Congrats on 2,000, guys. Here's a 2,000 more. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward to everybody involved ever. Love all of you. Our thanks to today's guests, Steve Young and Jamal Williams. Sorry to Dennis, bye. <laughs> for Jeremy Spencer, shout out to Michael Miner. Go Cougs. We want some more. We got to get some more. Hey.